if we block our creativity, we're going to have issues in our money. It may not be that we don't have any, but it could be we're in an unhealthy relationship where we never take care of the money and we don't have self-confidence around money. Or, you know, at the end of the day, if it's not based on truth, it's not sustainable. So something is going to happen to put, your, put us in an unhealthy situation. Hi, everyone. My name is Natalie Thomas. I am a corporate yoga and meditation teacher, oracle card reader, and wellness mentor, and your host of the Now With Nat podcast. Here on the show, we are about cultivating consciousness and bringing more awareness about mindfulness and spirituality into everyday life. We provide insights on how you can tap into your own personal power and ignite the transformation from within. The guests taking part of the show have greatly inspired me, touched my life, and assisted me on my journey so far. I hope through sharing their stories, work, and knowledge, you too will uncover your soul's purpose and be guided towards self-realization. Now sit back, relax, and get ready for an awakening experience and a newfound sense of inner awareness. Hey everybody, Natalie Thomas here, and thank you so much for taking the time to tune in to the Now With That podcast. Here on the show, we get to the nitty gritty of mindfulness and spirituality and what that really means in today's world. I would also like to mention the guests taking part of the show have greatly inspired me and assisted me on my journey so far. And hopefully by sharing their stories and knowledge, they could potentially reach even more people. So today I am super excited about our guests. Before we dive right in, our guest is Leanne Jacobs. Leanne has been an amazing business mentor for me and a mentor to many women all over the world. Leanne Jacobs is the author of the book, Beautiful Money, and the founder of the soon-to-be-launched Auric Living. She holds her BSc in Biomedical Toxiology, as well as her MBA. She is a certified clinical nutritionist, yoga, and Pilates instructor. Leanne is also a mama for. Leanne, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. And as I mentioned, I'm super excited because we connected <laughs> right when I moved to Bali. And the synchronicity of our connection was so crazy. I think you saw my website online and then we jumped on a call. And then you wound up coaching me, which was so awesome and amazing. And it was just such a perfect time in my life. So I, was, I just want to say thank you before we start. <laughs> Yeah, it was very serendipitous. I don't. I was like, I don't even remember how we first connected. But I know. <laughs> one of the gifts of social media, for sure. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Bringing, bringing people together. And Leanne, what is so inspiring about you is you have started businesses. You've written a book. You are about to launch a new business or living. You have a podcast. Like You are so well-rounded. Not to mention that you have com- accomplished all of these amazing things with four children before, during, and you know, now you have four kids. That's pretty incredible. And we'll get more into that later in the show um, about balancing while being a mother. Let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back to the journey. How did you get started on this mindfulness path? How did you get started with really working for yourself? Take us back to the beginning of your journey. It's so funny because I never would call it a spiritual path, obviously. But I feel like I feel like for sure we're all here to gain more freedom. And I think when I look back at sort of my path, I just Mm -hmm. think I'm kind of an early adapter in terms of feeling like my 
fishbowl is a little too small. So I, you know, like, and, and for a lot, like I'm a Virgo and, you know, I feel that I've always loved working with people and yeah. I I got a little caught up with the people pleasing, fitting the mold, getting a good job, you know, getting yeah. a house, getting married, did all that external stuff and found myself in a position where I felt like I couldn't breathe. I mean, again, this was like 20 years ago. So I feel like this is pretty normal now, right? Like people are feeling this when they're 18. But back then, I didn't know anybody who was ditching everything to move to Bali or yoga teacher training was rare. Like even I taught Pilates, that was rare, you know, to meet somebody who taught Pilates 20 years ago. I think my aha moment was following the trend or following the path of the, the many never fit me. But mm-hmm. what I find, especially with women, is unless you have developed this very strong sense of self, you will know it doesn't feel right, but you you won't be ready to take the leap. Yeah. You won't have the courage to... You don't even want to deal with the opinions of others. Put <laughs> it that way. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, even if... You know, like even if in the day to day you don't really care what people think, there is still a fear of, well, if I pursue what my soul's telling me to, it's going to shake my family up. I'm going to lose friends. Mm-hmm. I may lose my, like, I, you know, I, I got divorced. So I right. knew what was coming. And I think that's why I was a bit nervous to make the changes that aligned with my higher self. But living in alignment with your lower self is, I wouldn't say it's easier. Right. But, the people around you would prefer that you kept that going. Mm-hmm. So I kind of did the the crazy dash of like doing my degree. I was in engineering and, you know, everything that looked good on paper, I did. When I was working for Johnson & Johnson, I, I say this, you know, in my book as well, but I was working for Johnson & Johnson in a day. Then I would go to my MBA for three and a half hours at night. And then I would go find a 24-hour gym to do like two hours of cardio. And I would get home at one in the morning and then I would train for marathons on the weekend and I was married back then. So like anything they addicted to busy was, Mm -hmm. I was like the poster child. And I know I'm not the only one, you know, but I think like I remember actually being like, is there something wrong with me? Because everybody else is living this way and no one seems to be complaining about it. But this is, it doesn't feel right at all. Can you mention to us really quickly where you are located so we know what country you're in? Oh, yeah. So I live in Muskoka, Canada. Okay. Uh, and during all this Just time, right were you in Toronto. Canada or were you in the U.S.? I was in Canada, yes. Okay. 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 Thank you. So, you know, that, I mean, a lot of people have this same journey, but I, I do remember, I think I was like 28 being like, if you don't listen to your soul and your body, mm-hmm. you'll get fine for a lot of years. And mm-hmm. then at one point, you physically can't, it's not an option anymore. Like your body moves you. So for me, I like, I physically felt ill going to work. I, I just couldn't authentically put on a smile because I was living a lie. That was kind of the beginning. I would say that was the beginning of my, I don't know what to call what the word is, but that was the beginning of a more the next level in consciousness for me Mm-hmm. where I took the mask off, you know, it's like, I'm yeah. done trying to please everybody and live that. And it was like the beginning of my true path. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was about 28. 
Oh my goodness. So at that time when you were 28, you're, you're thinking, you know what, like I, this is not for me. And you followed that calling essentially where a lot of people don't do. And I mean, especially during that time. So when you were 28 years old and you're thinking, you know, I am literally sick from going to the office. I feel sick from going to work. And what shifts did you start to make? And how did your, how did your life path start to change at just 28 years old when you were like working for this big company? Well, I think this is where you and I are very similar. I don't recommend this for everyone, but mm-hmm. I am sort of a go big or go home kind of person. Yeah. So, so I, <laughs> for me, ripping off the band-aid is easier than slowly peeling it off. So what I did is I just basically did an overhaul in like a couple days. I quit my job. I went through a separation. I sold my belongings, sold my car. And I went on like a four month trip to Europe. And I know this is like obviously a typical story, a typical, but that's really what I did. And I had no, what I wanted to experience is total freedom. I had no agenda. Mm -hmm. I didn't know where I was going, how long I was going to stay in each country. I literally did walking meditation for four months in different countries. Wow. Because I needed to feel grounded and free. Mm Mm-hmm. So I was like releasing all the inauthentic energy that got stored in my body from people pleasing and doing what everyone else wanted me to do. And Mm -hmm. I was like, just, it was so healing to just have no baggage, no belongings, no schedule. And not everybody would do that. You know, like you have to know your personality because I have a very grounded physical body. Like I knew I could handle it. But if somebody is very ungrounded or not, you know, they, they need a lot of people around them to stay grounded. That might not be the best suggestion. Like I've worked with people who try that, you know, they quit their job. They have too many changes at once Mm -hmm. uh, is not healthy for everyone. Yeah. I, and I totally agree with that. I think it's following what feels good for you and what feels right for you and looking at the opportunities around you too, and really sitting with that because even, you know, even when I moved to Santiago at first on a whim, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> let me just move a different country now for in, in four weeks. Yeah, it, the first month was really hard, but it was something that my soul definitely really needed. But I can relate to that. It wasn't something I everyone should do. No. But making those life changes also and having the courage to follow that is really inspiring. Yeah. And... I think, you know, I think this is where you just, once you create space, the space, like it, you almost have to find a way to like release everything that's inauthentic mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah. And once you create that space, there's sometimes we think, well, it's going to take me so long to rebuild a new life. You know, it's going to take me so long to find a new job or mm-hmm. it doesn't work like that. You know, it's very much quantum. So If you, if you really, let's say it took you 20 years to build this life that doesn't fit you anymore, Mm -hmm. the the courage is required to kind of release the untruth, but to rebuild it, it's it's not going to take you the same amount of time. Some people are worried. It's like, it's going to take me 20 more years, (laughs) but it happens very quickly. It really does. It happens really fast. And it's almost like what you mentioned, the quantum, when you're in the alignment, boom, things start coming into your way when you're aware of it and you're living in that present moment, you start to see the signs. 
you're like, oh, okay, yeah. I experienced this, but now this is coming forth pretty fast. Yeah, and you'll experience, you know, the universe really does love speed and, and time is just something we've constructed. So we're so trained and addicted to the clock that we have this perception that we're living in, you know, the chronos time of like our watch. But if right. you start living more in a spiritual way, like yesterday is a perfect example, the amount of stuff that flew into my aura and mm -hmm. I got done with minimal effort mm -hmm. would have taken me six years in my old life of living kind of by the watch. Exactly. It's learning about the time. And I, I love when you say the mm -hmm. quantum and I love when you say that you just accomplished so much that would have taken you six years because it's programmed in our mind to live this like complete linear life. But when you take that away, mm -hmm. as you experience, I'm sure you've experienced like, wow, it actually doesn't work like that. It doesn't. But I will say from coaching for 15 years, that mm -hmm. is people's biggest fear is because it, it's their ground, right? It's like yeah. it, letting go. Like I don't you. I don't day plan anything. You know, I like to have one thing a day. I kind of roll flow with life. And I know we're similar that yeah. way too. But the scheduled living, it's not true. It's just we are we're raised that way. So we think it's normal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it is so, it's not our highest destiny. You know what I mean? But we have to learn to release. For some people, like if our dharma is to be a physician, as an example, obviously it's important. But to learn how to flow without a schedule or learn how to flow when we don't know what's going to happen. And this is a perfect time in the world. Like my friends and I are like, we kind of have always lived this way. You know, you can think you can plan for things and then something like this happens. But people who have never experienced kind of that Kairos flow, they're really struggling right now with their mental health because it's like, I, I can't control the my world. Right. We've all been kind of plunged into that kairos type of living that flow type of living mm -hmm. um which is why people who are kind of the spiritual warriors they tend to be thriving right now yeah. maybe not financially all of them but they tend to be feeling like oh we're at one with nature like nature it's feeling good but people who are used to living more by the watch there's a lot of fear and anxiety coming up I definitely agree. And you can feel it too from other people. And it's interesting because I have asked um, some friends of mine and having some people on the show who, you know, practice the spirituality, more mindfulness techniques. They're like, oh, I'm chilling. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> they're like, they're doing like, you know, they're okay. And of course, like life always throws things at us and we have to deal with them. But as a whole, it's not so fear-based, I guess you can say. Right. So when you were, so you were living abroad and I, and I want to go back to when you, you started um, your, your business and, of course, your book. When was that turning moment for you? You've had this whole amazing experience in Europe. Were you just thinking, you know what, I want to now branch out and make my own business or write a book? How did that come about? Yeah, so I feel like the journey of freedom is very somewhat similar for people um, that are on that path. So you, you want to gain more freedom. So having sort of a corporate job eventually will feel a little bit constricting. So the next obvious move is, okay, well, maybe I should be an entrepreneur. That brings more freedom. And that's sort of a trivial way of experiencing more, like what we're craving is spiritual freedom. 
but it's a, in the physical world, it's like a baby step we can make to experience a little bit more of that. So it's very progressive. And I feel like we don't often think about it that way, but your soul's like, hey, you need a little more space and time and you need to be able to make your own salary. So you get nudged from inside to become an entrepreneur, which is what happened to me. I had no idea what I was going to do, but, um, you know, the right people show up when you trust and you have courage and you follow your heart, the right people will show up. But it is scary to, to do that because it means you have to let go of control and you have to let go of when it's going to happen, you know? So you kind of have to surrender. Granted, I didn't have kids at the time. So I did evaluate. Worst case scenario was like, I have to move in with my parents. Right. Best case scenario is I thrive enough to buy myself a house and take care of myself. So I kind of looked at worst case scenario is not that terrible, but I do honor and have deep compassion for people in this situation where they do feel they want to take the leap, but they take care of kids because you're, you have such a financial responsibility and you don't want to mess it up. I'm just going to say for them, sometimes baby steps is a better approach. Like start and, uh, you know, start a business part-time on the side and start bringing in some income outside of your corporate job. I think for some people, they don't even think about that. They're so tunnel vision on their job. They forget to take care of their life. Right. Right. They get that tunnel vision and they don't open that up to the bigger picture. So when you started your entrepreneurship, and I know a big thing for a lot of entrepreneurs and people, it's about finances and it's about money. How am I going to pay my bills? And how am I, how am I going to survive? And that scarcity mindset, because in the Western world, we're taught, you know, go, 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 make a lot of money. And if that go, 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 and that security job is taken away, that brings a lot of fear. And you wrote a book called Beautiful Money. It's an amazing book. Can you tell us more about how Beautiful Money came about and more about this book? Because I think a lot of people, even today, are with COVID and being more in quarantine. It's an issue that, uh, that is causing a lot of fear and anxiety. Yeah. So I kind of felt that it was just, I think one of my archetypes is mentor for sure. And I just always feel like I want to share my experience and what it brought to me. So it's like innate in me to document something that worked or things that didn't work. To help other people. So it wasn't necessarily like I want to be famous and have a, a book, but it was, you know what? I feel like this story is important. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people could make use of my path and the strategies that worked for me. And I felt like for me, I just hated buying financial books because I was like, they're so, the energy is so harsh and very male, very yang, which is fine. But a lot of women weren't buying them because it's like, oh, I'm kind of afraid to, yeah. you know, I'm afraid to read those boring books. And I don't know <laughs> enough about money. So I, I'm just, I'm just going to stay broke. Or a lot of people, it's like, I don't want to total up my debt, you know? Mm-hmm. So they just wouldn't deal with it. And I was like, why aren't there any books that are, not that there isn't any. I mean, there's, there are some, but not very many mm-hmm. that were, had more of a feminine essence to them. Right. That women can relate to. You know, yeah. And like, if we block our creativity, we're going to have issues in our money. It may not be that we don't have any, but it could be we're in an unhealthy relationship where we never take care of the money and we don't have self-confidence around money or 
-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, if it's not based on truth, it's not sustainable. So something is going to happen to put your, put us in an unhealthy situation. So if we can make the pillars really solid and be like, Oh, if you're, you know, if you're not expressing your creative nature, there's going to be some type of issue with your finances because money is like a physical manifestation of creativity. And so, so many people have these beautiful gifts that they could transform into money very easily, but they have all this creativity stuck in their body that they're not expressing because they have to fit a certain mold or they have to look a certain way or they're so focused on appearance and looking good that they're creatively stuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why you're seeing this movement now, especially on Instagram, of people authentically showing selfies of like their real bodies. <laughs> like, right. There's almost this <laughs> over-expression of imperfection mm-hmm. because I think everybody has felt so stuck in like having to look perfect but being kind of spiritually starved. Right. And by having all these you know, blocking your creativity and not showing up authentically, that essentially blocks you, that can block you somewhat with your finances if you want to branch out on your own and do entrepreneurship. A hundred percent, hundred percent. And so I feel like, you know, everybody should be an entrepreneur in some capacity. They don't have to call it that, but it's like, we all have zones of genius and we all have gifts mm. that we can express. Right. And even if we're doing it, you know, not for the money, but it can, it will usually result in some type of abundance. We know when we're blocking creativity or, you know, the, the most common thing is, yeah, I know I'm good at this or like, I should do this. I'm going to think about it later or when I'm single or when I have kids or when I get a house, when we put off creative expression, we're harming our health. Yeah. I mean, and I love the advice that you gave that even if you are working, if there's a passion project you can do on the side to tap into that creativity and tap into that, that can help really essentially build that up. And who knows what that can turn into. For sure. And and on the other side of the spectrum, sometimes <laughs> you get in such a creative groove that you have so much going on and projects like, you know, I've been in this world for the past year, like projects come to me often like weekly and it's beautiful like I get excited about all of them but then at the end of the day it's like this my friend posted this you can do anything but you can't do everything right and I'm a soul that for some reason wants to live a hundred lives in one lifetime (laughs) so I want to do everything I get excited about everything I want to you know like I want to do this Ashtanga intensive this month when I have no Wi-Fi and we have no childcare and there's, you know, but I'm like, I'm going to make it happen. Right. <laughs> and it's like five hours a day. So it doesn't make sense to anybody else, but I'm like, I'm going to make this happen. So I think that's when you get in the creative space, you will get flooded with opportunities and beautiful energy, but it will require a different set of skills, which is take a moment to be mindful, sit with things, don't be impulsive, be patient. And also, Practice gaining greater clarity mm-hmm. on what is it that you truly want and what's what's your highest self-path. Right. Getting clear and seeing the signs, but also 
um, going back to intuition on what feels right with your with the opportunities you know coming forth. And sometimes you might have like an intuitive nudge that's so clear, and then like a year goes by, you're like, oh, where where is it? You know, like yeah, I got this deep intuitive nudge that I was supposed to move here or take this job, and it now it's like looking like it's not it's failing. But that's the one part is you know you have to be patient and. Maybe it's going to take five years. Mm-hmm. But if you get that intuitive nudge, in my experience, always trust it. 100%. Even if it doesn't show up or happen on your schedule. Follow that that feeling that feels really good, even though it's a little bit scary, I like to say. <laughs> And um, even if people think you're nuts and <laughs> totally, oh my gosh, try to <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about but, what other people think for sure. Yeah. And typically if people think that you're usually on the right path. I agree. And do you know what's so funny about that? I, I was talking with um, a CEO of a, a big AI company and he gave this advice. He said, you know, if you come up with an idea or you have an idea and it feels really good and 80% of people don't agree, then you know, you're on the right path, <laughs> you know? So yeah. I, it, I, that's such a, that's such valuable advice that you gave. So I would love to really tap on now, like being in in COVID because you have so many amazing, amazing um, projects. You've done so many amazing things. And I know you have, um, you are launching Org Living, which I would love to talk a little bit more about too. But how do you balance all of this? So you're a mother of four, you have four children and you are working full time and possibly doing an Ashtanga, you know, YTT. So for all of our listeners out, out there who are looking, you know, for that balance, or maybe they're looking to embark on a project, but they have kids, what advice do you have? What, what is going on in this particular time? Well, I mean, the, I don't know. Wow. That's a really big question. I think <laughs> for me, I'm, I, again, everybody's path is different. However, I would, the way I would explain it is when you do your best to live in alignment and really connect with your true self, you will be matched up with people that are there to work with you. So you almost don't have to try. Like as an example, meeting my husband, he is like way more spiritually evolved than me. So he watches me be a little spazzy, do a million things. And he doesn't, ever say a word. He doesn't tell me. He doesn't judge. He just supports. So when I had my book deal and I had a one month old and I'm running around New York doing all this publicity at TV shows, he had he took care of four kids at home, newborn, a one year old, a two year old, and an eight year old. Wow. Like he's just he's amazing. So I would say like be, you know, I just knew from the second I met him that we had a soul mandate together. Mm-hmm. So it really helps. And I'm very, I feel so blessed to, to have somebody that's just on the same spiritual path as me. Um, I think if you're with somebody who just has a different perspective, it can get challenging because they may not support your, your destiny, right? They may mm-hmm. want you to, they may be conditional in how they love you and want you to do something you don't love because it's, what they want for you, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would say that's the biggest thing. He's amazing and, and uh, supports that. Um, 
also, I think people show up like, I never stress. Like if I feel like, oh, you know, I hope we can find someone amazing for a little bit of part-time childcare. I just put it out there and I I don't worry that it's not going to happen, if that makes sense. I just, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's difficult to find help. It doesn't mean I, I don't, I just sit around at home and somebody just shows up on my door that's like Mary Poppins, but it, things just happen without so much effort. Whereas before I was living heart or head based and it was just yes. grueling. Like everything was so exhausting. I exhausted so much prana and I was so head based and I wanted to control everything and, and I was miserable, you know, whereas now it's like heart based. Sometimes I, I get a little in my head, but heart-based living and just get clear, ask for what you want. It doesn't always work out exactly how you plan, but I pivot quick. So sometimes I'll try something and it, it, it's a bit of a hot mess. Mm-hmm. I back, I try to backtrack quick. I don't wait until it becomes even more of a crisis. Right. So the book, The Seven Habits, like I would say that was probably one of the biggest books to help me. It, it taught me the secrets of being able to prioritize and pivot mm-hmm. like, a, like a master. And my ideal was like, you know, I don't know a lot of moms who have the vision in my head. Like, I want to work two hours a day, go on a walk, do yoga, and have time with my kids. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have any mentors who lived that way. Mm-hmm. I had some that lived like that without kids, but it's a whole different ball game. So I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to create the model. Mm-hmm. And then teach other moms how to do it. That's amazing. That's amazing. Because, and especially during this time with four kids and a home and, you know, really working on your new project and your new company, I'm sure you've had to really learn how to navigate that. <laughs> well, it's a perfect example. Like I'm building a digital platform. I haven't opened my laptop in almost a year. Mm-hmm. I've leveraged, I've created, like I'm doing it from my phone when I can. And I'm not trying to force it, you know, like if it gets a bit delayed, the old me would have freaked out. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, eh, if it's a couple weeks later, like, is anyone really going to care? It's not even, nobody even knows about it yet. So right. I kind of put it in perspective and let go of that, you know, control. For me, that was something like I was definitely somebody who was like very orderly, loves order, loves planning, but it didn't really bring me joy. And I love the advice you gave too, that you said it shows up when it's supposed to show up and the universe has its own timing. And sometimes you don't like it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like I, I still don't like it, but I, I, I'm better at detaching. You know, I might take an hour to be ego grumpy, but then I'll detach much quicker than I used to. So now that you're working from home and you have this new project, can you, can you tell us a little bit about the new project that's launching? Yeah. So I, I, when my kids were really little, I really was looking, I would have loved to have a platform, a community. And I think I remember asking you this, like, is there a community like female digital nomads for families mm-hmm. and like-minded conscious families who are connected and they're helping each other and learning from each other that are spread out all over the world. And I couldn't find a community like that. So I just decided that maybe it was part of my path to create one. So 
it's been a couple years uh, in sort of the planning stages, but it's called Oric Living. Okay. And it's a community. It's basically a platform and a community for conscious family living. So we're going to bring experts, teach about like how to make your home as healthy as possible, how to protect your kids from EMF. What yeah. do you do if you live by a 5G tower? You know, how mm-hmm. do you feng shui a nursery, a baby nursery? Really interesting things that I am interested in and, you know, creating a community and products we love around just elevating the vibration of the world as a family unit. And I remember when you asked me that and I was literally like, I really don't think there is. (laughs) So that in (laughs) itself is so valuable because I've even seen on some of the women expat groups and the women who like to travel, there have been an outreach like, Hey, I'm, I'm a mom or I'm a single mom or I have a family and I want to travel and I want to do more holistic, spiritual mindfulness practices with my kids, but they don't, they're not really sure where to look or how to navigate that. Exactly. Yeah. And like, you know, as an example, you know, we're world schooling our kids now because unfortunately due to COVID, the nature school my kids went to had to shut down because of Mm -hmm. financial reasons. So we were kind of thrown into, I mean, there's options, but we decided to world school our kids. So wouldn't it be amazing to find families like us all around the world who kind of live different and they, they build businesses as a family and they travel as a family and you know, we just are very holistic in how we live. And it'd be great to meet families like that when we travel. So we want that was just a passion for us to find those people. Exactly. And you're really trailblazing, I think, for for women out there who do have the families who like to travel. And just like you trailblazed with, you know, stepping outside of your comfort zone and traveling and becoming an entrepreneur before it was a thing like it is now. I think that will, it is eventually going to turn into people are, you know, waking up to the truth of what they can do, their own abilities, their own money mindset. So I think from you trailblazing, it's going, I'm really excited. It's going to be really fun to to see. (laughs) It's kind of interesting because we have a lot of people that are loving, you know, that are contributing to the platform that don't have kids. Mm-hmm. And they're just like either either they're an aunt or an uncle or they want to have kids someday or they're thinking of adopting. So they're like, I just, it's not all kids information. Mm-hmm. It's really for anyone, but we're going to make sure we have the content that parents also would like. Right. And, you know, ha- harping on the truth, because a lot of women want to have children, but they're still thinking, well, I'd like to travel, but what's going to happen if I have kids and having that support? where they are encouraged to still travel, find a partner and take their child if they do decide to have a child, whether it's adopting or having one, is really powerful for people. So they it gives them hope. I think so too. I think uh, <laughs> I think it's I mean it's I think it's gonna be well received and I hope that it will just be, you know, a way that I can contribute to help kind of elevate the vibe of and also kind of create a new paradigm for how families live you know right my husband and I are both like this we didn't like school I mean we were good at it but it wasn't there was no we weren't excited and we're like why do we want to put our kids through the same path we hated Mm -hmm. so maybe we should try something different exactly but there's no perfect model there's no model to follow really no, I think it, what you said in the beginning, it's going with that that pull, that intuition of what really feels right in your body, what feels right for you, for your children. 
Exactly. So Leanne, I know we're wrapping up on time here, but for all of our listeners who want to connect with you, who want to learn more about Auric Living or even buy your book, um, can you please share your social handles, your website, um, where people can potentially reach out to you? Yeah, so on Instagram is probably best. Uh, my personal account is holistically, and we also have uh, an account for Auric Living, so A-U-R-I-C Living. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time and thank you so much for your inspiring story, um, the inspiration for women out there who do want to start families, who have families and who want to travel and being a true trailblazer, um, especially in the mindfulness community. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into today's episode please make sure to visit thenowwithnot.com for more information on how you can step into your own power and ignite the transformation from within. Here you can also download a free 10-minute guided meditation. Have an amazing rest of your day, and until next time, namaste.